Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Ref Bump. This is episode nine. Crazy enough, we've already been doing this for that long. Uh, my name is Cod Sinclair, along with Jeff the Hitman Hall. Um, we are... Taking a look at WrestleMania X7 today, also known as WrestleMania 17. Uh, this is on the heels of um, episode eight of the Ref Bump, um, where we had two very highly rated matches. Um, and then also, this is coming off of off of WrestleMania weekend. Um, that, that would be WrestleMania 37. Um which is which is at the moment um, it's kind of receiving high high acclaim at the moment. Um, I know that the main event of night two between Roman Reigns, Dana Bryan, and Edge got four and a half stars out of five from Dave Meltzer. Um, so just one of the highlights uh, from that. Um, but you know, in in the midst of talking about Red, WrestleMania nineteen. Um, a couple weeks back and then watching WrestleMania 37. Um, this is widely regarded as one of the, um, as one of the best WrestleManias of all time um, being, being headlined by Stone Cold Steve Austin and the rock. Um, what do you, what do you remember about this time in, in, in professional wrestling? Because, um, because this is, because this was April 1st, 2001. Um, what do you remember most about this time of professional wrestling? Um, it was kind of the... Uh, I, I don't want to say what's left of the Attitude Era. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of, well, wh what do we do now? Where do we go now? If memory serves me correct. So you still had all your major players. You had some kind of on the way out. And uh, maybe the wrestling world, some people knowing it, some people not. Um, but yeah, really interesting, really kind of touch and go on booking and storylines and, you know, do we, do we rehash old stuff? So yeah, yeah, very, 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 very interesting. Um, WWE trying to find out their, who, their, I guess their next step or next evolution of WWE, if you will. Yeah, ab absolutely. And this is, um, 
you know, the first major show where, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're not competing with anyone. Um, the, uh, just a few weeks prior to this show, um, um, WCW held their last Monday Night Nitro, um, you know, and we we would even see a little bit of um, WCW sprinkled in here towards the middle of the card. We'll get to it, um, but um, this this is definitely an interesting time because now you're you're thinking about oh wow you know there's no more WCW and. WWF just bought it, and wow, we're gonna get you know we get Stone Cold versus Hogan, or Stone or you know Stone Cold versus Hogan, or um you know Stone Cold versus Goldberg, you know just all these dream matchups you're thinking up in your head, and which, which makes know, sense, yeah. To be fair, yeah, and um well, <laughs> not that Ew. immediately, but um. But, you know, just a little bit of backstory to get to where we are. Um, Royal, at, at the Royal Rumble, actually, I'll back up a little bit. Armageddon 2000, we had the, uh, we had, we had the infamous um, six-man Hell in a Cell match. Um, Kurt Angle retained um, there that had um, him, Triple H, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Rock, and Rikishi. Who took that nasty um, bump off the cell onto that uh, onto that hay bed? Um, yep. I reviewed that match on Quick Count. Go check it out. Uh, <laughs> Shocker! He took the bump and nobody else did. Well, yeah, <laughs> one of those things is not is not like the other. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so we'll fast forward to Royal Rumble 2001, which some people regard as one of the best Royal Rumble matches. In, in the company's history, um, Stone Cold would eliminate Kane last to win that. And then No Way Out comes. And then we get this kind of, um, you know, convoluted storyline involving Deborah. And now she's not um, managing Austin, she's managing The Rock. And, um, you know, it, and, at no way out, you had the Rock defeat Angle for the title, um, you know. And the main thing with that show is that you had the three stages of Hell match with Stone Cold and and Triple H, which I also reviewed on Quick Count. It's an incredible match, start to finish. Um, but that's kind of how this uh, Stone Cold versus the Rock feud kind of, kind of you know re- reignited. I guess it, you could say it, those two, Austin and Triple H, and Rock and Triple H, was always good. But Rock and Austin, just for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent, however you want to slice it, was just always, always fireworks, no matter what. Yeah. Um. So we would have you know, and we'll get into more of um, that as we go along, but. That's you know the main um, that's that's the main storyline coming in into this, um, but yeah, opening contest we get Chris Jericho defending his Intercontinental Championship against William Regal. Um, this match was cut short. Um, I'm not sure how long it was supposed to go. Um, 
um, Y2J messes, messes up his ankle, um, you know, and they kind of have to cut it short. But, up, you know, it, it was a fine match. I mean, there's other matches on here you could have made the opener. Um, but I think I think if both men were healthy, you give them an extra four to five minutes on this, and it's an outstanding match. Um, Regal's always been an incredible in in ring worker, very very underrated. Um, and then and then Jericho just being Jericho. Um, uh, but yeah, not too bad. Um, what did you think about it? Uh, not at all. Like you, like you alluded to, I'm a regal guy. Well, one, Chris Jericho is on the opening match of WrestleMania. That blow your mind. Two, um, I'm a regal guy, and I love his work. I love how methodical he is. I just love everything about William Regal. I think his work's different than most of your. Um, I wouldn't say catch can, but he's not a brawler either. But you know, you're your non flippy flop guys. Um, his work looks tailor-made to him you know like if, if you couldn't see him you just saw you could see a silhouette of him like walking in the ring and working in the ring you're like that that's even regal you just you just would know um this this match was fine like you like you said they had to get out of there early due to some injury um but i mean chris jericho versus william regal two consummate pros i don't think you can go wrong with it yeah and i definitely think the lion salt that you know ended up messing up his ankle um, you know, it, it was, that was kind of what cut it short. Cause I feel like, um, you know, for it, at least for an IC title match, um, you know, a lion salt wouldn't have, wouldn't have won it. So I feel like we, we probably should have gotten a couple more minutes, but you know, yeah, is what it is. Um, I, I gave this, uh, I gave this two and a half stars out of five. I know that's really harsh. Um, I, I had it like right two and a half to three. Um, it was, it was, it, it was a strong opener. Um, but it, it was just kind of missing s- something as far as a yeah opener and then it getting cut short just really was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, that was a thing. <laughs> um, did you have this at any star rating? Um, I did too, and I guess maybe that's even more, more hardcore than you. And I, and I didn't mean that from a bad point of view, but I mean just it just with everything going on with it, you know. Here, here I am saying like you can't go wrong with them, and then I give it a two star. I don't know, maybe I need it. <laughs> maybe it's me, but no. I mean, it it, it just was a, an opening WrestleMania match. It, it, it wasn't the worst. They had, like I said, you had an injury, so. Um. So then we get a promo with, uh, you know, APA in the back. Um, Brad, John, John Bradshaw, Layfield, J, J, uh, JBL, Bradshaw, whatever you want to call him, he's, he can still cut a promo pretty well. Even, even here, you didn't think that he would go on to be what he was, but um, even here, I think he, it was a decent promo. Um, and, then, and then I heard you mention – you know, it wasn't bad. Well, guess what? We have right to censor uh, being accompanied by Stephen Richard. So that would be comprised of Bull Buchanan, the good father, and Val Venus taking on the APA, Bradshaw and Farouk, 
and Taz. Wow, what a fantastic story Taz is. Like we haven't talked about it on the show before. Um, you know, let's you know, let's take a trip back for an April, so 15 months, about 14 or 15 months in the past. Uh, Taz makes his Royal Rumble debut against Kurt Angle. It's essentially a squash match, huge pop. We're in New York. Everything's great. And now here we are, you know, over a year later, and we're the second match on the card. And honestly, one of the worst ones on this entire night. Um, uh, and again, to, from an ECW diehard, just to see Taz there in like a cutoff, like Dickie's cargo top <laughs> and – you know, like 2000 straight leg coaching, jogging pants. Like his work was still fine, but he just looked like a guy. And it's wild because, I mean, for the longest time, I mean, he was legitimately one of the baddest dudes on the planet and still is. Like, don't get me wrong. He was back then in this on this pay-per-view too. But they just can completely took the venom out of any anything Taz. And the good father was fine. Val Venus was actually going back and watching it was actually really good his work his selling his his punch was really really his right is you know working punch was really really good bull buchanan is absolutely terrible like just everything he does is terrible his footwork is terrible i just watched it and i just couldn't stop i just wanted to claw my eyes out watching bull buchanan i I don't know i don't know how to put it i mean the match was it started off all right, you know, then it went like hodgepodgey and then it started to become a schmoz. And I was like, oh, well, after this, I'm, and then I got to watch Taz, like, just be a guy. He's just a regular guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, but the finish is that, you know, um, for some reason, they still called this the hoe train, um, you know, which, which is, which is funny because, you would you would think they would rename it with him being the good father now, but um, good father misses misses the hoe train. He gets a clothesline from hell from Bradshaw. Um, their trio gets the win. Um, I've got this at one star, and that's super generous. Um, it was a less than four minute match on a WrestleMania card. Um, that really took me out of it, and the fact that I really didn't care. Um, I, I already knew what I knew about Taz and, um, it, it was, it was just very underwhelming. I didn't expect much from it, but like you said, the, um, you know, the little, the little pieces within the match, um, kind of didn't, didn't crescendo at all. So here we are sitting with a really kind of weird, cruddy match. Um, yeah, I, one star. I, I agree. I gave it a half a star. Um, it just drove me insane. The APA and Taz were good. Um, again, Val Venus was and and the Good Father were really good. Not really good as in like you get what I'm saying. Like their work in the match was really good. It wasn't because of them, but just Bull Buchanan and the whole the way I laid it out. It just you know I don't know if I fall asleep tonight and never remember it again, I'll die happy man. Yeah, um, I'm 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 saving my worst grade for later. So, um, anyway, um, so, uh, cut to the back, uh, Trish Stratus, who 
has in very recent weeks been uh, commanded to strip down and bark like a dog in the ring by our Lord and Savior, Vince McMahon. Uh, <laughs> now, um, he's been kind of Linda's caretaker, I guess, for a yeah. while. Um, you know, and then there's a thing with Stephanie and um, I, I want to get more into that later, but the bark like a dog thing, I, I uh, what, a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, you know, I don't know, probably we won't say on this channel, but that's, that's tame compared to some of the, some of the shenanigans that were going on with Trish and Vince and Vince and just about everybody around this time. Yeah, there was later in, um, in the 2000s where he had a thing with your Don Marie and uh-huh. Stacy. Yeah, you name it. And if you want to be, hold on. I, I feel like if you wanted to be the women's champion, you had to make out with Vince on camera. Like all of these, you know, superstars, um, you know, would always be involved in like a McMahon storyline and it would just be really weird. Oh, yeah. Well, you were either that or if you were a male, you're either kissing his ass on live, physically doing it on live television. Yeah. Um, here we All right. So, Triple threat match for the hardcore title. Um, we have uh, Raven defending uh, against the Big Show and Kane. Um, I'm going to start off with this. this. This match was fun. I always loved just them with the hardcore title outside of the 24-7 rule. When they had matches involving the title, um, they all they always delivered. Yeah, this match was – I mean, I guess I can't say it's sloppy. It's a, it's a hardcore match for crying out loud. Um, I'm a Raven guy, quote the Raven evermore, so anytime I can see him is good. I mean, this it just sucks again from an ECW diehard that he's actually really, 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 really gold and ahead of his time. But, hey, you know, you need to check. You got to get in where you fit in, and this is, this is, this is where you're at at this point. But, yeah, the match – Match wasn't bad at all. It was sloppy in a couple of spots. Like them, them trying to use their uh, use the surroundings when they're wrestling to the back. You see these you see these rooms that were like you could tell were put up, you know, twenty four hours before. Uh, like there's just drywall in the back of this <laughs> this drywalled room yeah. right in the back of this uh, thing. Um, also, I noticed too, you know, just just for the times, maybe some of the younger kids will understand this, but. They're going through the crowd. Um, one, I saw a Rocket Ishmael jersey. If that pops you, <laughs> if that pops you, it should. If you if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, <laughs> I got cod, so it's uh, that's worth it. <laughs> the Rocket Ishmael. Um, and on top of that, it's cool going back looking again at old things. You see them fighting to the crowd, and like people actually have cameras, not their cell phones, like you know, actual cameras, actual cameras like big honky either disposable or you know digital at that time was mm-hmm. the bee's knees digital cameras so it was cool it was cool to see that yeah it's always that's i think the one take takeaway for when we watch these older shows is people having cameras and like old school jerseys and signs signs because like a lot of the signs will have like current event of the time like sayings or something like that and you, you just forget about all these things when you go back and you start looking at some of this stuff and it's, it's pretty neat 
Yeah, you can even watch a WCW show after, you know, the mid-90s and not see, like, you know, insert wrestler name here, three three sixteen. And, yeah. You know, and, and that was just a... I mean, it was just the way the the way it was, and you know, any any wrestling show you watch, really, you would just see, uh, you know, like you know, Drew Bledsoe jersey or yeah, you know, yeah. just crazy stuff. Uh, why why we're on this topic for for a quick second? Also, and I've been saying this for a long time. People think, you know, there's some there's a group of not a group, but like some kids and people think that wrestling has started in 2017. It hasn't. It's been around for a long time. Um, so maybe new to you, mm-hmm. but I also think again the wrestling fa- wrestling fan base it just isn't what it used to be. And some people will tell you it is, but COD, when you go back and you look at this pay per view, and it could it's just simpler times, I guess. But you look at this pay per view and you just look on these fans and how hot they are for literally everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, I'm going to get to something later where the crowd popped for that more than they popped for an actual wrestling move or kick out. Um, it's just wild to see. And I, and I think we have to, to stomach that. I don't think it's ever going to be that way again. And that's fine. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. It is what it is, but you go back and you look at these pay-per-views and you just see how everybody is just hanging on everything at the edge of their seat. It's just, it's, it's just awesome to watch. Yeah, there is, there is definitely, um, we'll get to a match here in a little bit. And I think that's kind of the turning point for this card. Um, you know, the, and and from that point on, it's like you have um, two points in the show where you have a quick second to breathe, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Um, holy smokes, we went on a tangent. So, um, Sorry. funny fact for this show, um, for this match, the spot where Raven's on the golf cart, um, he later finds out he's like – this close to hitting the cable that cuts the power to the entire feed. Yeah. He goes a little bit one, one way and us at home, it it just goes black. And, um, you imagine, well, they, they wouldn't have been able to get it back, back on because, um, and, and, and that's according to Raven. He was doing a shoot promo. Uh, one of those, um, you know, beyond, beyond the ropes or whatever. Um, I believe it, though. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. Um, they're telling him, you go a little fur- further this way and nobody's watching this show. Um, but finish is, um, you know, Kane does this flying maneuver off of the stage through this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, uh, it's this, it's this area. It kind of looks like it's just an open area. Kind of, it looks like a box and there's boxes in there and foam peanuts. And anyway, Kane jumps on big, uh, big show and Raven gets the win. He's the hardcore champion. Um, it's funny. And I'll give you my grade in a second. I just watched, um, I just watched Randy Orton versus Mick Foley from, Backlash 2004, outstanding match, by the way. Um, and there's another spot like this there where it's just like, um, it's just like you yeah, have just some plywood. They just built like a small, like small little set. And, you know, Orton just gets tossed off of that and there's nothing in there but just like six wires. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, 
Yeah, and the wood's like fresh, you know, and they oh, just yeah. built it two, you know, two hours before the show. And it's always yeah. interesting. Um, I'm going to meet this a two and a half out of five. Um, you know, I can't get it to more than that. This was fun, um, but I'm not a big show guy. Um, you know, he's a fine, big, big guy worker. Um, this was the height of Kane's popularity, I feel like. Yeah. Um, especially coming off of the Rumble. He was, you know, he, he, he was an Iron Man for that match. Um, you know, and he was fine in this. Raven was fine. Everything was oh, – the work was fine. It needed – it, it, it needed more, you know, it, it, it left me, you know, Kane did that and I was like, Oh my gosh. And then it's like, well, where was that when you were chasing each other in the back? You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, do you have, do you have a grade for this match? Uh, I had the same two and a half. Um, not for all the reasons you said again, like not a terrible match, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hardcore match. So, you know, what you see is what you get. Mm. It was it was it was fine. All right, skip a couple of backstage seg- segments here. Um, we we do get one where Kurt Angle is watching uh, his match against Chris Benoit, and we get Ed, we get um, an Edge of Christian cameo um, coming back, and you know Kurt Angle's like, I still didn't tap out, and they agree, and um, we'll get that more here in a minute. Um, but on to um, a match that I forgot happened. Um, it is a test defending the European title against Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> this is a test, test, test. Yeah, I uh, totally forgot this happened. Not even a lie. Um, but to this point, it's 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 my favorite match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Anytime you have Eddie Guerrero in a match, I mean, that, that's probably two stars right there, you know, for, for nothing. Um, it wasn't a bad match. Test actually was a better worker than I necessarily remember. Granted, this was just one, um, you know, single shot that we've seen. We probably did watch more of his work hot. I'm sure you probably have. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was a bad match at all. Like a filler, not a filler match, but I mean, the quality of the match wasn't bad. I think it was a good match to put on after the after the hardcore, um, the hardcore match. Yeah, um, I I think Test's work um, can be put into two chapters: uh, one one that's before steroids and one after steroid use. Um, mm-hmm. You 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 can see, and I know he briefly left the company for a little bit and came back and was on ECW for a while. Um, but just you look at him here and look at him when he came back and there's such a huge difference. And it's sad because, you know, that was a part of his, you know, untimely death. Um, yeah. But um, it's, it's, it's sad, but, you know, we look at a match like this and it's like, you, you had a gift like <laughs> there's there's a point in this match um he gets and i had to look it up because um because we just had the broken skull session with stone cold steve austin get released wrestlemania weekend with him and chris jericho on it and they're um and they're talking about uh his his you know his his WWE segment where he's going through the thousand and four uh, holds, which is 
fantastic if you haven't watched it's great um but one of the moves and i thought he was making stuff up when i first watched it um it's the moss cover three-handled family gradunza um and guess who hits that test in this match um saturn runs in and catches the moss covered three-handled family gradunza and th- that was the first thing I thought of was like, holy smokes. I thought that was just words kind of smushed together. and Yeah. Um, Layers for Jericho. Yeah, yeah. yeah just um, – but, but, but this is a solid match. Um, you know, finishes, you know, Saturn throws the title to Eddie. Eddie knocks out tests. Eddie gets the win. He's the new European champion. Um I want to say this, this is a carry job by any means, um, but it didn't help that, you know, Eddie sold his ass off for test. Yep. Um, I, I, I have this at a solid three, three stars out of five. Um, like I said, it's my favorite match to this point. It will be quickly outgraded here in a second. Uh, yes. But, you know, like I said, you know, test, you know, gone, you know, I think the steroid use really got to him at, after this um but this is also another example of how great eddie guerrero is no matter what role he's playing i agree it's eddie doing eddie things again any match in him is probably a two-star i gave it a three as well um and a side note too perry saturn also super super underrated his work is really 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 good um but yeah three-star match remember when he had when when he wore a dress kilt Oh, sorry. You remember when, we had, when he had a relationship with a mop? I do. I oh. do. Um, so we get this Mick Foley say, uh, a segment in the back. Um, he's saying he's going to call it right down the middle, just as every special guest enforcer and every special guest referee says they're going to do. Um, very recent reference. Um, are you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Sorry. My finger. Uh, very, very recently, uh, we had uh, we had a Mike Tyson as the special guest enforcer for uh, for the match this uh, past week on on AEW Dynamite, and he's in the back, and you know Jericho's like, oh, you know, I'm not asking for a special favor, you know, and then Mike Tyson's like, I'm gonna call it right down the middle, and I'm like, yeah, of course, because that's what every every special guest enforcer does, every single one. Yep. Um. But we move on from that. Um, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Um, you want to you want to start this one off? Uh, no, go go ahead, go ahead, take a cut. Because uh, this is your match, start to finish. I'm telling you what. Um, if there was any doubt that you know Kurt Angle was a star at this point, uh, or Chris Benoit was a star at this point, holy smokes! I. I I don't know. This this was an outstanding match for for me. It was back and forth the entire time. And I mentioned earlier there was a match that kind of turned this show from okay from it's okay to uh, this the rest of this is gonna have a lot to try and match match up to par here with because I have this very highly graded. Um, just a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of submission attempts, a lot of technical wrestling. And we talked about, 
Um, you know, when we were talking about WrestleMania night 19, um, you know, you know, how, how well both, both of these guys can work. Um, but this, this was two years before that. And to think that, you know, they're this consistent, you know, from 17 that we're seeing here to 19 that we've already seen, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, this match, again, I understand this is a, this isn't everybody's cup of tea. And I'm not saying every match needs to be like this because that won't work either. Exactly. This is a beautiful match. This is two guys in a competent wrestling uh, ring. They're trying to best each other by using wrestling moves. Everything makes sense. All the selling makes sense. The there's a the the bubble of believability too. Like no one's doing anything. You know, you don't see anybody. I'm gonna stay over here so I can wait for you to run and jump on me. Or like you know, everything just makes sense. It looks legit, and that's because it is. Because these two guys are really really good wrestlers. I've said this on this podcast before. Kurt Angle, um, is probably. Again, if you're talking about guys off the, not off the street, but if you're talking about, you know, not, I mean, he is a collegiate wrestler and an Olympian and a gold medalist. But I mean, if you're talking about, again, guys that weren't raised, born and raised, eat, sleep and breathe in the business, you know, younger, mm-hmm. he, may be, he may be the best guy to ever do it in that sense, to, to cross over into this wrestling, this game we call wrestling. Yeah. He's great. Chris Benoit is great. This match is great. This is the best match on the card per, per, that I think, and it's not close. Um, and it's, it's it's an absolute treat to watch. I really almost agree with you. I've got this at four seven five out of five stars. I didn't like the finish. I was, uh, and and that's the only thing that gets this that for me takes it from from it being a five star match because. Um, you know, you put guys like this in a premier match on, you know, a premier stage and they're going to deliver, um, you know, and I love the spot in the match where, um, you know, um, Ben was gotten locked in the cross face af- after the ref bump um, angle taps. It's just clear. It's as clear as day, but there's no ref, um, you know, angle trying to, you know, kind of you know, counter off of that. And then he just can't get it done, so he just low blow. It, it's kind of it's kind of anticlimactic for me, um, you know. I, I I mean I could have booked it a little differently, but um, but no, I thought this match out was outstanding. If the finish was different, I could have had it a five star. But um, uh, what what do you have it as? Um, I actually have it as a five star. Um... Just because it's me. And I'm, I'm starting to think, too, Todd, let me know what you think. When we go back and we watch these, there's a lot of matches are really good, and then the finish ruins it. So it's like, well, at what point do, like, do we keep holding that against them? Because it's, it's like in the sense of – because you don't know if it's booked that way, do they come up with it? Like, I, I can't imagine those two came up with that finish, you know what I'm saying, by themselves. There's no, there's no way they set this match out and was like, all right, well, I'll low blow you, and then we'll go from there. So I, I I don't know. Again, you're right. Did the finish take away from the match? Absolutely. But five star for me. Yeah. So we get a couple of segments in here in between matches. Um, we get 
We get William Regal and Kamala. Um, William, and I have this typed type out very, very specifically. Kamala is in William Regal's office. William Regal says, you want me to rub the moons on my belly? And I, top I, standing on his desk as well. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> um, gimmick battle royal hype. Um, Pap rally. Um, Kevin Kelly talks to Kurt Angle. Um, <laughs> you know, and then um, Benoit locks a crossface on him. Um, Angle taps, obs. Um, then we get the video package for the next match. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because uh, that's what they decided to do with this anyway. I read <laughs> the Women's Championship against China. This is a zero-star match for me. Um, this was absolutely a waste of time. Um, Dave Meltzer has it as a minus one star to five. Um, you know, I, I really try and give everybody the benefit of the doubt to not give it a negative star. Um, because I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm not, nor, you know, at, you know, you know, I'm past the prime of my lifetime to be that. So, um, so I'm going to give you at least that respect, but this match was awful and just a waste of time. Um, I know they were really playing, you know, the neck injury of China and, um, yeah, it was bad. It seemed like they, I don't know if they wanted it to be that China was just this super overly dominant female, um, because we've seen her wrestle men before, or if this got cut for time a little bit. Well, I think it could have been both, but they still they still mishandled it, you know, either, either, either way. So this is, again, I, I'm, I'm not in the business of giving negative stars. It's just a zero for me. Yeah. Um, not spending more time on it. It's awful. Um, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, uh, we have the coach with Jeff Bagwell and Moises Alou. Wow. <laughs> 2001 Houston Astros. Um, they are, they are, they are not cheating yet. So. Um, Pre cheating. Um, so we get the backstage, we get another McMahon backstage segment. Um, Vince makes sure that Trish doubled Linda's medication. Um, and then with the Vince gal, he says, you want shocking tonight? You'll get shocking. You know, just a lot of snarling and, um, all that. So that will lead into this. Uh, so we have Vince McMahon versus Shane McMahon. Uh, street fight. Uh, Mick Foley is the special guest referee for this. Um, Shane McMahon, who has recently purchased WCW under his father's eyes. Um, you know, it was it was it, it was the simulcast where you had Shane on WCW Nitro. Um, you know, Vince is on Raw, and Shane goes, "Oh, it does say McMahon," and then you get that. Uh, you know, Vince shock face, like, yeah. And, and then he's like, it reads Shane McMahon. And, you know, this is, you know, this, this would be uh, kind of the start of the invasion almost uh, this, you know, kind of segment here, um, you know, because we would get this match and um, Shane, 
brought some of the WCW uh, people. Uh, they have their own press box um, up in up in the rafters. Um, uh, he's giving them props, and the boos are deafening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. Um, I know in that group I named a couple. It was Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, uh, Chavo Guerrero, Stacy Keebler, um, Sean, Sean Stasiak, who spoiled it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Uh, meat. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was this was fun. <laughs> I had this graded way higher than it should be. Um, because obviously it is, I mean, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, you're right. I mean, it was fun. I mean, I'm a Mark for Vincent Kennedy McMahon in the ring. So, you know, Hey, it is what it is. Anytime you got two McMahons beating each other up, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, we get, we get a cat fight about halfway through, um, you know, obviously, you know, you know, we're going to win. Catfight. Um, you get Steph who slaps Trish and catfight. Um, gosh. What happens, you know, um, Vince takes Linda out of out of her wheelchair because she's at ringside. Um, you know, uh, he, gets a, he gets a steel chair. He puts Linda in, in the chair. Um you know, and well, uh, he he, you're, he he was going to power bomb her through the table. You you forgot. Well, I, <laughs> he he, I was, he didn't. I was trying to overlook it. It was not. <laughs> um, so, um, Vince, and it's this iconic shot. And props to the cameraman on this. Um, you have you know Shane kind of kind of you know trying to defend himself, and Vince in this iconic going to hit him with you know the uh, tr- the the garbage can, and then. Linda McMahon stands up out of her chair. The crowd, I kid you not, it was deafening. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is the uh-huh. biggest pop. This is the biggest pop of the night, Kyle. It, it, it is. It is. This is the biggest pop of the night. And this is what I was saying earlier. That, yeah. This is. She gets up and the roof literally blows off of this place. She's not even a wrestler. No. No. <laughs> she, she just. And at the height of this franticness, she takes Vince to Dick Kick City, and then Mick Foley comes in and starts beating him him up. I want to get back to that in a second. Um, you know, Shane does his you know jump across the ring, coast to um, coast. Yeah, good old coast, coast to coast. Um, got this. I'm got this at three and a half stars out of five. Um, God, I can't get it any higher. I want to. Um, I would like, you know, I've I've seen this match um, quite a few times now, and the crowd losing their minds once Linda stands up it still gives me chills. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Well, you know, I'll I'll do it for you, Cod. It's a four star match. And you know what? If you don't like it, oh well. I don't know what to tell you. This is this is our show. This is my rating. Damn it! This is where I, where I want to put it. Um, is the match that good? It's not a modicum of wrestling. No, it's two. It's a son and a dad, but they're Vince gets to live and snot beat out of him. So there's that. Um, 
It just has everything. The crowd's in it so bad, so much that you, I just don't have a choice. I, I was all I, I was when I first saw it, I was like, this is the one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But then like going back and watching, I was like, oh yeah. I was 10 minutes, five minutes in, I was I was all I was all about it. I was all about it. Yeah. Yeah. The and crowd they, got me. The crowd just got me. It got a hold yeah. of me and it didn't let go. And they don't hold back either. The no. crowd, either Shane or Vince, they are nope. letting it go. Sin and- City. Yeah, and this and this was way the crowd bought in this way more than I than I think anybody would this day and age. Um, but um, ready to come off of that high onto um, a high of my own. Uh, this is TLC two. Um, this is this is the Dudley Boys defending the titles against Edge and Christian and Matt and Jeff. Um, you know, I, I go into this a little bit more on um, on on Alvarez versus Meltzer because I cover their triangle ladder match from WrestleMania 2000 the year prior, and the TLC concept didn't really come up until that year's SummerSlam. So TLC one, which which was at SummerSlam 2000, which I have reviewed. Um, on referee's discretion, go check that out. Here we uh, go. Plugging everything today, um, you know. And it was, and it was this whole thing where, um, you know, the whole concept of TLC, which is absolute garbage to this day, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the Hardy Boys specialists in ladders and Edge mm-hmm. and Christian, you know, concerto everyone. So they're, you know, masters of the chair and. You know, the Dudleys, you know, they always put people through tables. So, you know, it's it's TLC and that's how it was built, you know. And I I have to give everyone involved credit because um, it's so ingenious. You don't think about it on the surface like like that or how they built that. And um, after watching that year's SummerSlam and they're like and they show it in the video package and it was outstanding. Um I gave that a five star, and spoiler alert: this is a five star for me. I'm not even yeah. going to beat around the bush. No, um, yeah. This, um, it's 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 just there is this nonstop action in this, you know, and just like, um, just like the fans cared about Linda standing out of a chair, you know, garners the same reaction for this entire match. They didn't let up, top to bottom, bell to bell. One thing that I can say wrong about this match, um, there's there's too many things um, to to get through in this. Um, So I'm going to do this. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go to Peacock. Do the four months for $9.99. Okay, go to WrestleMania 17 and watch this. Um, The one spot, um, which which and I didn't know until I watched it but um in WrestleMania 2000 they kind of um they kind of duplicate the spot we see here where um we get Edge spear Jeff Hardy and he's hanging and um the year prior Jeff Hardy's halfway up the ladder and Edge spears him off um which I can only imagine was the kind of brain brainchild for this spot. Um, this that, that that holding on to the belt spear 
there's no way like for the people who watch it go back and when you or, or when you watch it watch edges like left ankle like how it's not snapped in half i have no idea yeah um there's no way i can get this below five five stars we no, it's, run it. it's six i'll go six Oh boy, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm no Dave Meltzer. So. Well, I mean, neither am I. But I'm just saying, it's it's that good. It, it, it's either a five or it's not. I'll put it to you that way. Well, Dave Meltzer's got this at a four seven five. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> um, but no, you've got run-ins and death-defying spots, and it, it it's it's just it's it's capped off by the end. And I'll, this is all I'll say about it is after that spear spot, we get. Um, we get, you know, we, you know, Bubba and Matt, they climb up the ladder. Rhino pushes them into a stack of four tables. Um, and then, and then Rhino at the end has to lift Ed, Edge and Christian up the ladder to get them the title. Um, just, I mean, I guess that could be your one fault if you're trying to nitpick is, the fact that you know Rhino had to lift Edge and Christian to get the titles, but you're nitpicking at that point. And if that's gonna right. knock it down a quarter star, shame on you. Okay. Yeah. You got no, you're right. This match was I would and I think I say in the Alvarez versus Meltzer video, I have um I have the SummerSlam match one, this two, and this three. Then I watched this. And now I have WrestleMania at one, SummerSlam at two, and then um, the TLC three at number three. So um, seriously, guys, if this is a match you haven't seen yet, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and um, and the way they book this is incredible because. Okay, you abs- you're absolutely just e- exhausted at this point. You've just seen Linda McMahon. You've just seen TLC2. And you get the gimmick Battle Royal now. Um, I'm going to run through some of these names. Um, the match goes for only three minutes. So um, I'm going to run through uh, the the names here. So we've got both of the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. We have Duke the Dumpster Drossy. <laughs> uh, doink, 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 oh, gosh, Doink the Clown. I don't know who's playing him here. Um, I don't, I don't think it was Eugene at this point. Uh, oh, it was, it was, it was Matt Bourne at this point. Um, you may remember him from early days of ECW. Um, you know, like mid nineties. Um, but anyway, um, so moving on, uh, we get Nikolai Volkov, Tugboat, The Goon, Earthquake, uh, The Gobbledygooker, um, The Worst Human Being in My Eyes, Brother Love, Michael P.S. Hayes, uh, The One Man Gang, Funny Story. It was supposed to be Akeem the African Dream, um, but he couldn't fit into the outfit. Man, so he had the one man gang it back again. So he had the one man gang, which is which I prefer. Fine by me. I mean, yeah, I'm fine, fine with that. <laughs> but um, but then obviously we get Kamala, Harvey Whippleman, 
kimchi, not just a delicious food. Um, your favorite human being on the earth, Jim Jim Cornette. Yes, sir. Re- Repo Man, Hillbilly Jim, Sergeant Slaughter, and the Iron Sheik. Um, Sheiky just baby. A, just, a, just a treasure trove of wrestling's past, and oh yeah, those guys probably couldn't lace up their boots today. But um, you know what? The right guy won here. Okay. The Iron Sheik <laughs> won the whole dang thing. Um, I gave it two stars out of five just for, um, just you know, just for just for it being a fun spot. I feel yeah. like I couldn't get it any higher, any lower. Um, obviously, these guys can't wrestle anymore. Um, pretty obvious, but um, you know, it was fine for what it was, and I think everybody had fun. Yeah, uh, fun match. Um, Cheek is probably the most – I mean, one-man gang was back in the day, but Cheek's probably the most legit. So him going over is probably the right choice there. Yeah, I mean, the only other one would have probably been Sarge, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Sarge. Other than that, everybody probably not. It's funny, though, um, Earth Earthquake, better, better known as John Tenta, um, would actually um, – have a dark match uh, later in the year on SmackDown. Um, it was a it was a tryout match, and wow. yeah, um, he defeated Tank Maloche. Oh, oh Mr. Maloche. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, it was it was fun. You know, just. Um, but I think this was an absolutely brilliant booking decision. Um, to give your give to give you a break. Um, before we get Triple H versus the Undertaker, um, there is a lot to take in here. Um, so Undertaker at this point is eight and zero um, in his um, in in his WrestleMania career. Um, Triple H's entrance, absolutely incredible. Undertaker, you can barely hear the music. That place pops so hard for that. And this uh, is this is your American badass Undertaker. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I I really enjoyed half of this match. And the other match was fine, but the other half of it. Um it was it was different than what I was expecting. Yeah, it uh I don't, don't want to say it outkicked the coverage, but <laughs> it it was like you said, it was a tale of two matches, if you will. Um but yeah, um there's a there there's a ref uh well there's a lot of refs that go down in this. Yes. Um <laughs> um Keeping us in business. Mike, you know, Mike Kyoto, you know, probably one of the, you know, probably one of the best officials of all time. Um, He dies for about 10 minutes in this match, you know, and it's only, uh, you know, 18 minute match. Like he eats a ref bump and then you don't see him. Like, and that ref bump to hell, I guess. I don't know, because he was out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we get the you know, stuff in ring, and then um, you know we get into the crowd up into like a control platform area, uh, catwalk area, if you will. You know, it was very similar if you remember to when Sting um, was probably up there from when the Miz. Well, no, from you know the Miz and Shane. Um, yeah, and there from when they had their match, some something very similar to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's a lot of chair shots. Um. Yeah, and then Triple H eats a nasty choke, a nasty choke slam. Um. The way they shot it though was he just gets choke slammed over the side, and then. Whoever thought this was a smart idea to show it from another angle and to show the padding, to show yeah. the pad. They do this all the time. Oh my gosh. They're, they still do it now. God, first. Oh, yeah. You first think when he gets chokeslammed over the side, you're he's like, dead. okay, well, yeah, yeah, he's going to take a bump. You know, they're they're not, you know, gonna drop him directly onto concrete, you know, but they're gonna they're gonna have him take a bump and then you know you'll see the aftermath. You know, I, I that was what took me out of this match. Is yeah, well, once you see it, you can't unsee it either, you know. Yeah. Um ugh. and again, we're 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 all for wrestlers being safe. We're not saying you should have got chokes on the concrete. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm but, fine with um Oh gosh, how did they? Um, it'll come to me. Um, but they could have thrown him off the side. He could have hit a crash pad, and then yeah, he rolled off. Then, uh, or Undertaker, you cut to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I did it." Then you cut back, and he's on concrete. You know? Yeah, yeah. There are many ways to do this. Um, yeah. But Undertaker starts beating up EM uh, EMTs. Um, uh, you know, take uh, a taker hits a tombstone. Uh, he hits old school and covers, but no ref. Weird how you wouldn't go for a pin after the tombstone, but one after old school. Weird spot. Yep. Um, Undertaker goes for the last ride. Uh, Triple H's got the sledgehammer. Doink. Uh, it's gonna be a near fall. Um, and then here's another spot that took me out of it. Um, Triple H is hitting Undertaker with the sledgehammer, and you can see the blade. Yeah, this, like I said, I don't know if you know by the time they got to these spots, you know, to be fair, if they were not blown up, but you know, just just your regular exhaustion from working, you know. Yeah, but man, it just uh, started going down a a, a, a path of, of destruction here for me. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you know, Undertaker hits a last ride. He wins. He's nine to zero. Um, I've got this at three stars out of five. That's as high as I can get it. It started off so well, and then. For for me, immediately after that uh, choke slam spot, um, you know, it, it was just downhill for me. Um, I, I gave it two. I just 
I had it at three, and then I just kind of soured on it. And I was like, oh, I give it a two. Yeah, because you expect more from these. If it was just two yeah. schmucks, that's one thing. But you expect more from these guys because they're they're professionals, been doing this for a long time. Um, and again, I, some of the stuff isn't their fault. It's like the the camera angle obviously wasn't on them, but I, it just I don't know. It, it pooped out for me. Agreed. Um. So now on to our main event. It is The Rock defending the WWF World Heavyweight Championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, In a surprise turn of events, this is announced as a no disqualification match. Shenanigans are afoot. Galore. Yeah, uh, you knew as soon as... Um, they announced it as a no disqualification and something was going to happen. Yep. Um, but obviously, crowd is super into this thing the entire time. Um, just the, the, the way that these two tell, tell a story is absolutely incredible. Um, these two are one of the best to do it. There, there's going to be nobody that can do it better. They just have it. Like I said earlier, again, Rock and Stone Cold. I mean, I mean, Stone Cold and Triple H is great. Rock and Triple H is great. But Rock and Austin, they just have something that those other two combinations don't have. For whatever reason. Yeah, early in the match, Rock does a blade job at after Austin hit uh, hits him with the ring bell. Um, um, at one point, Austin slingshots Rock into the ring post. It looks like he didn't get his hands up in time because it looked nasty. It looked gnarly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped on my seat like I was on the couch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then... Um, so then Rock locks in a sharpshooter. You see, and you see a bloody Austin screaming. Um, I know that made you pop a little bit. Yeah, they tried. It went back to the well. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Austin locks in a million dollar dream, which was awesome. Yeah. You could tell he was, you know, starting to get a little desperate. And then we get towards kind of the crescendo of this match. Um. You know, you know, Rock, uh, Rock catches a stunner out of nowhere, uh, only gets two. Here comes Vince McMahon. Um, you know, um, Rock, this... uh, you know, just Rock running off at the mouth. Um, you know, just just running his mouth off to Vince, and then Rock bottom from Austin um, only gets a two count. Um, Rock uh, blocks a Stone Cold Stunner ref bump. Yeah, a, a solid ref bump too. A solid ref bump. I threw the ropes like gangly armed all the way down to the outside. Good ref bump. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. <laughs> Austin with a low blow. He tells Vince to give him a chair, uh, which he does. And he hits the rock with it. Vince throws the ref in two count. 
Austin goes for another chair shot. Rock hits a rock bottom. Um, you know, some back and forth here. Um, Austin's really pissed because he finally recovers from the rock bottom, hits a hits a stunner, rock kicks out again. Um, and props to the rock here because um he eats 16 consecutive chair shots. Yep. Um and he immediately pins him after that 16th shot. Um he gets the win. Uh this is only his fifth world title at this at, at, at this point. Stone Cold? Yeah. This was a I remember watching this and thinking like like as a kid or teenager or whatever I was, I'm like, what? You know what I mean? I don't know. This was kind of the start. For whatever reason, Vince and Stone, well, not for whatever reason. I know why, but Vince and Austin just should never be working together. It just kind of, I don't know. It just, I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Like the match was fine, but I just don't like well, well, it was good, but I'm in a sense of it, this also was overbooked to the high heavens, but I guess it was going to be that since you, like you said, since you saw no disqualification. But yeah, and- uh, no, no rock, no Austin and, and McMahon, please and thank you working together. Yeah. And, you know, this was, this was the heel turn to end all heel turns at the time. Um, yeah. You know, because you had weeks leading up to this where McMahon had Deborah manage The Rock. And I skipped over it, and I'm sorry. The hype video for this is the best hype video for a professional wrestling match you will ever see. Period. It's... it's yeah, it, God. It's, no, it's great, and it has big fight feel without... Like WrestleMania, the they telling you this is a big fight feel. Well, if you have to say it, then it, then that's then it's not. But I'll say yeah. that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to say that. You know, it's a big fight feel if it's already if it's going to do that itself. You don't have to have, have to say that. You know, um, I really what this this is. <sighs> what did what did you give this? I'll pass to you first. Okay, so this is kind of like the last match, as in the tale of two matches, would you say? Because mm. it, it was it was really good to a point, and then I kind of knew the over. I forgot some of this, so I mean, I I, I knew the end, and I knew what was going to happen, but just the overbooking of it just kind of kind of killed me. Um, I gave it a three star because I figured that was right there in the middle. It's still rocking awesome. The match is still great, but with all the there's there's a bad ending, there's uh, as in Angle and Benoit, and then there's this. Those two things are completely different. You know what I mean? One I can kind of look past, the other one I can't. In this one, so I gave it like a three star. Again, it's just all the like you said at the beginning of the show. This was a weird time for them. So hey, swerve. This will be a heel turn. I, I get why they did it. You know, like I get why, but man, they just overbooked this thing to the high heavens. So, I had to ask myself, okay, big fight feel. It had it. 
if you're grading it on just big fight feel, I have to give it a five star. However, everything you just mentioned, nail on nail on the head. Um, I have it at about a three, in, you know, about a three, three and a half. So I have it overall as a four and a quarter out of five. Um, yeah, you know, the in ring, like you said, was you know typical Austin Rock level level work. Um, you knew as soon as the no DQ was announced that there would be some shenanigans. Um, you know, just um, I was sticking it four, and then I gave it the extra quarter star. Um, God, these guys tell such a great story. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a five star match. It yeah. is. I just it it just had too much shenanigans for yeah. me. But yes, I, I'm not. I mean, I get it. Like you're right. This is the maturation of everything. This is the maturation of good promo, good storytelling, good performing. The crowds in it. I mean, it has everything you could possibly want. Yeah, um, just start to finish. You were invested, and and you know that's that that goes without saying that there were mistakes made in this match. Yeah, but. That's not to say that, you know, matches we've given higher grades for than they deserve to be, say, oh, Vince versus Shane. Like, that barely had any wrestling in it, you know? And look at look at Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. That had a ton of wrestling in it, you know? And um, while this is an insert foot in the mouth here kind, kind of, you know, situation, a grade is a grade. You know, if you enjoy it and you and you grade it very high, then that's great. You know, you you know what you like. Um, I try to stay as biased as possible. Um, you know, the four and a quarter I feel like is a fair grade um, with everything that happened. And um, if you're graded just on a big fight feel. Absolutely, it's a five-star match. But if you're taking everything involved, everything from start to finish, there's no way it's a five-star match. And, again, that's just me. Um, Well, I think context matters. And, again, it's also relative to said person. You Mm -hmm. know, when we we go back and look at these things, you're looking at them on your phone, you're looking at them on paper, and you're like, four stars, five stars. But you have to actually watch the match. I think that's what we tend to to lose and forget in this – 2020 well 2021 realm of wrestling yeah and you know it it was it was a great main event i will say that um now here's the question so we so we watched wrestlemania 919 on the last episode um we've watched wrestlemania 17 which arguably two of the Two of the best Rumbles, or two, or two of the best WrestleMania. Sorry, um, if you had to watch one show again, would you watch seventeen or nineteen? Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just has more of a maybe. It's recency bias because I watched it, you know, a couple of days ago. But I know it's seventeen. Yeah, it's seventeen. Yeah, I think it has a maturation of everything, um, you know, and it's 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 bad things in spots. 
not like one half of the card could be bad. You know, like I, I, I don't know. It's bad things sprinkled in, not necessarily a run of bad things one after another after another after another. Yeah, and you know, I the thing with nineteen, we have we have those two highly rated matches. Um, you know, out, outside of that, there's maybe another good match or two, but a lot of repeating matches. Um, yeah. Where here, um, I think you know this is the best WrestleMania for me. Um, you know, Undertaker Triple H was fine. Um, Vince and Shane, you were glued to your seat. Uh, or, you know, you were glued to the edge, to the edge of your seat. Um, TLC2 was outstanding. Main event was outstanding. Angle Crisp and Wall was outstanding. You know, and it was just, it just kept hitting you. And then, oh. and then the thing for me is just card pacing, you know, where they could have easily backloaded this card very, very easily and, and made a huge mistake. Um but I, and, and and I think that's what gets kind of lost when we're reviewing a show like like you know like a WrestleMania where you have a dozen matches, you know, and it's you know how do we pace this match or how do we pace the card so we're not waterboarding our fans, you know? yeah. And I think this does an excellent job at that. I think um, while maybe you know the women's title match wasn't good at all. And the gimmick bad battle royal was what it was. I think they were strategically placed there so that you as a fan could get a break. And yeah, and that's the reason for me. I give it an advantage as far as watchability goes over 19. No, you're right. And I guess that's what I was trying to say to some extent. But yeah, it's the pay-per-views are way more linear than than the up and down of mm-hmm. 19. So, yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Well, that does it for episode nine of the Ref Bump. Wow. Uh, coming up on 10 episodes here next week. Uh, get to that in a moment. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you on social media? Jeff M. Hall 1 at Twitter. Because Jeff M. Hall was taken. I'm sure. One. Yep. Um, I'm going to do our friends over at Next Generation Wrestling a favor. Uh, June 27th, Knoxville, Tennessee, the Party Bowl will be live with with fans. Um, So, guys, make sure you go to nextgentn.net where you can buy your tickets. Tickets are only $18 a pop for adults, $15 for children. I am almost positive there will be a mask mandate, even though the state of Tennessee is pretty wide open at this point. Um, but already have a lot of great talent line lined up. You've already got Calvin Tankman, Trey, Trey Lamar. Um, they, they announced uh, Caleb Conley on this past, um, on, on this past episode of WrestleCast with PWO, uh, which, which was pretty outstanding to be a part of. Um, but guys, you got to go follow them on the on on the, all their social media machines. You know, you 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 got to go and check them out. Go buy your ticket, make the trip. PWO's going. the The entire crew's going. So um, in a house. Yeah, it's gonna be outstanding. Um, so make sure you get your tickets. Um, we're being told tickets are selling fast. So please go get your tickets now. Um. 
with that being said, we've got something special lined up for episode 10 of the Ref Bump. Um, you know, in a world where, you know, we in, in the world of now where there's so many promotions crossing over and working together. Um, a couple of years ago, um, one, of the, one of the best wrestling promotions in the world teamed with another one of the best wrestling promotions in the world with something called the Ring of Honor G1 Supercard. Uh, so that is what we will be looking at next time. Um, and you're in luck because that is actually on YouTube for free. Mm. So um, I will post that link in the, in the description. So while you're there, check out all of us on, so on social media, like, share, and subscribe to the video. Guys, it's been a blast. We're finally done with WrestleMania season. Off to next year with that. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Cod Sinclair. That's Jeff the Hitman Hall, and we will see you next time.